education, inspiration, motivation, and all the things you guys need to be more successful on your fitness journey. And tonight's topic, I want to talk a little bit about body weight and specifically how much should I weigh? Uh, I think this is a really, really, really hard question for a lot of people to answer and a question that they often think that there should be a black and white picture of, and neither of those are the case. And I want to hopefully give you guys some things to be thinking about and consider when you guys are looking at your body weight, not just from a goal perspective, but even from a day-to-day perspective. I think that for a lot of people, we can step on the scale and it can literally make or break our day, how we feel about ourselves and all those types of things. And, And I want you guys to understand that you're body weight does not determine your worth. Uh, And there are a lot of other things you guys can be looking at in terms of seeing how your overall health is. So number one, you know, goals of tonight's topic are like, what is a healthy body weight for me? How do I determine that? And then number two is going to be helpfully differentiating some things that might actually be more relevant to where you're at in your fitness journey. Uh, And I do have a little bit of a slideshow that I pulled together. So if you are watching on YouTube, you will be able to see that. Uh, and I'm just going to pull it up. And guys, it's real basic tonight. Um, I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold, actually. And it's been a little bit hard getting things put together. All right, pulling this up for you guys now. Okay, so how much should I weigh? That is the topic. And I want you guys to understand that my goal tonight is not to give anybody out there a specific number, uh, because we all are going to look and feel our best at different body weights. But I want to talk a little bit about the difference between body weight, body mass index, and body fat percentage, and hopefully giving you guys some education around those things. And I'm actually surprised that I haven't done a podcast episode on this specifically, because it is probably one of the one thing that most people get the most frustrated with in their fitness journey. You could be doing all the right things. You could be working out five, six days a week, weighing and measuring all of your food, tracking everything, avoiding processed stuff, and the weight doesn't move and you feel like dog shit. And that is totally irrational, nor is it not a measure of your overall well-being and all those types of things. If you're if you're working towards better bettering yourself, then the body weight is irrelevant. Now, if you're doing things that are not going to be bettering yourself and the body weight is going in the wrong direction, then that's a different story. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight. So body weight. Number one, your body weight is the metric that we are all probably most conditioned to see as a measure of progress because we step on the scale. And if our goal is to lose body fat, we're like, well, if the scale is not moving, then I must not be losing any weight. So what your body weight is, is it is a number that reflects how much you weigh as a complete being. So that is your body fat, your lean muscle, your bones, your skin, any food you've ingested, any water running through your body, all of those types of things. And there are a lot of things that can factor into fluctuations in our body weight. And this is why I do recommend uh, for my clients that they are weighing themselves daily, because I know that there are some variables out there that I can't always control. And what I'm looking for, if somebody's goal is weight loss, is a constant trend of the average. So if the average weight every week is going down, that's better. And the more data points I have, the better, because if I'm only getting their Monday morning weigh-in after they've been eating out all weekend, I'm probably not getting the most accurate gauge of their body composition. So for me, looking at their overall body weight trends is what I'm looking for. So now your body mass index is something that a lot of doctors used to use uh, as a metric to tell you if you were in a healthy weight range. And what your body mass index is, it is a metric that measures how much you weigh uh, really relative to how tall you are. It is like your weight and uh, your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared or something like that. Some kind of weird metric like that. I have it written down somewhere, but 
Bottom line, what I want you guys to understand about BMI is that it's those two things only. It doesn't measure measure anything to do with how much muscle you have, how much other things are in your body, what kind of activity level you have, your, your bone structure. None of that stuff is factored into that. And in fact, even when I was younger, before I started working out into now, I've always been on the higher end of this number. One, I have very large bone structure. Two, I now have a lot of muscle mass, even though when I was younger, I did it. So I've always reflected a higher than normal BMI. And that used to really bother me as, as a kid, as, as a young adult, I hated seeing that my BMI was always on the higher end. It always kind of made me scared. Like, am I going to be overweight? Am I going to be obese? Am I going to be unhealthy? I didn't want any of those things. Now, I know now as an adult and as somebody that does train regularly that my BMI is not a very good indicator of my overall health because I know that I do have a considerable amount of muscle mass relative to body fat. So those two numbers aren't enough to really gauge that. However, for some people who look at their lifestyle and they know that they aren't very active, that they don't um, have a whole lot of muscle, maybe they do have a smaller frame, the BMI can be relative. Um, you know, So it's, it's just knowing that what I want you guys to know is the BMI isn't necessarily a bad metric. It's just not the best metric for most people. And it's actually a very small percentage of the people that it's actually relative to. Um, but if you do have a significant amount of weight to lose and you know that your lifestyle habits aren't very much in line with improving those things uh, or improving overall health and fitness, then your BMI, BMI might be an indicator that like, hey, you need to make some lifestyle changes, but it isn't the best measure of your progress. Now, the last one I have on here is your body fat percentage, which I'll be honest, is probably the best way to measure your overall health and well-being. And I'm not saying that a low body fat percentage is healthy, nor am I saying that a high fat body, body, high body fat percentage is an unhealthy one. Well, technically, they both can be unhealthy, but I'm just saying that there is a range. And this metric in general really gives you a clear depiction of percentages of fat mass versus fat-free mass. And why does fat mass actually matter for overall health? Well, I'll be honest, the higher amounts of body fat you have, you are more prone to a lot of other issues, thyroid conditions, hormone imbalances, um, a lot of, you know, resistance things like insulin resistance, leptin resistance. There's a lot of things that can happen when you are at a higher body fat percentage, not to mention that just carrying extra body fat is very taxing on the joints little tangent before I kind of explain body fat percentage, because I want you to understand why your body fat matters. Now, body fat percentage is a measure of your fat free mass relative to your fat mass of, of your overall body weight. So let's just say you are a 200 pound male with 150 pounds of fat free mass, meaning your bones, your muscles, Everything that's not fat is 150 pounds, and then you have 50 pounds of fat mass. That would mean that you would have a body fat percentage of 25. And this is important, especially if you are somebody that is, my watch is talking to me, <laughs> um, there, especially if you are somebody who is um, maybe not necessarily overweight, but you don't necessarily have a lot of muscle on you either. And you don't necessarily like the way that you look. You might not have a whole bunch of weight to lose. However, your body fat percentage may still be high despite being in a normal body weight range because you don't have a lot of lean tissue. And this is where, once again, going into what does your lifestyle look like? What does your training look like? Are you doing things to improve that? So for instance, 
that 200 pound male who has 150 pounds of fat-free mass and 50 pounds of fat mass can very easily decide I'm going to put on 25 pounds of muscle and take it up to 175 pounds. And now he's only got 25 pounds of body fat and then 25 divided by that 200 is going to be a huge change in his body composition. So going from what's that eight divided by that's probably closer to like 12% body fat. I'm just doing math in my head right now, guys. But you can see that 25 pounds of body fat versus 50 pounds of body fat is very different despite not seeing a change in the scale. And hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And I'm going to show you a picture in a second that explains that a little bit. So here is an old client of mine. Um, didn't change much in terms of his overall weight. I think it really only fluctuated about five pounds. And that five pound loss, he probably lost by the third picture. And then it was legit just body recomposition. So he started to build some muscle, lean out a little bit while losing body fat. So his weight didn't really change much. However, the percentage of his body fat did go down. And for a lot of people, this is what they're looking for. You know, they, they have that five, 10 pounds of fat to lose. They don't have necessarily an unhealthy body weight or an unhealthy BMI. They just want to look a little bit leaner. And that's what that is. Now, this is also important for you guys that tend to get hung up on the scale, because if you are, obviously you have a goal range you're looking for. Like I want to get to like where I'm maintaining between, maybe you're just trying to get between like 125 and 130 as a female or between 185 and 190 as a male. If you are only measuring your progress on the scale, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to achieve the body that you want. Because oftentimes what happens is you think something's not working if the scale isn't always going down. And unless you have a significant amount of body weight to lose, you probably won't always see the scale go down, you know, especially if you've already changed some habits, you're already making it a priority to eat cleaner and to work out more frequently. Once all of those like benchmark foundational things have achieved, you've achieved those things, it's going to be a lot slower. And what you don't see is that you might be losing some body fat. And if you are kicking up your training, working on getting a little bit stronger, you actually might be building some muscle. Not to mention that if you were eating a very processed diet and now you're eating a, a lot more whole food diet, your weight is also going to be factoring in the higher amounts of foods that you're eating. So all of those things factor in. And what you're going to see here is that five pounds of muscle, five pounds of fat, it's still five pounds, but it looks significantly different. So think of it like if I had a pound of sand versus a pound of feathers. So on the left, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that there is a uh, five pounds of fat on a scale versus on the other side, the right side, five pounds of muscle. And so you see that the fat takes up way more room. And that's why you see that. And this is where, for those of you guys who are like, you know what, like the scale is just not budging, but my clothes are fitting better. I'm feeling leaner. I'm feeling tighter. I'm feeling healthier, but I'm not seeing a big change on the scale. And this is likely what might be happening. And I say this not to give you guys the, because there's two things that can come from this. It's like, oh, things must be going okay. I'm, maybe I'm just building muscle. You have to think in terms of what are you doing, right? Like, so what are your actions? And this is where going into a tangent here, but you can't measure your progress on the results on the scale, because if your actions are in line with changing your body composition, meaning 
you're eating better and you're working out more frequently and you're consistent with those two things, then you're likely seeing progress that you're not seeing on the scale. And as a coach who does things in a very calculated evidence-based matter, I'm looking to look for when there's time to make an adjustment with that. And if you are somebody that has a significant amount of weight to lose, and I'm not seeing the trends down, then I, I will make adjustments. I don't want you to think that this isn't always not about the scale, but that there's other things to be measuring. And it's why it's so important for you guys to understand that, like, don't throw in the towel just because the scale didn't move that week. It doesn't mean that things aren't working. It just means that you can't see them right now. There's things going on behind the curtain that you're not aware of. And so you just have to stay committed and consistent with your goals. So kind of going into the last thing that I want to talk about today, which is kind of like what this overall theme was about is like, what is a healthy weight, right? Because everybody's going to have a goal weight and that might change. And I want you guys to think about this as the goal weight isn't the goal. The goal is health and a, and a physique we feel comfortable in. Um, and the weight becomes the correlated metric of those things. So it's kind of like, what's a good analogy that I haven't thought about yet. Um, I don't know. I can't think right now, uh, probably cause I'm sick, but, um, but really what I want you guys to understand is that your weight is going to be correlated to a time when you look and you feel your best. So I put three things on here to kind of give you guys a, uh, a little chance to kind of figure this out for yourself and do like a little self-reflection and assessment is Number one, I did put BMI on there, your body mass index, because it's a very easy, nothing really is going to change with age and height. I'm sorry, height and weight. Um, looking at that and where do you fall on that spectrum? And there's really only four metrics, underweight, healthy weight, overweight, or obese. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, what does my body composition reflect? Am I a strong person? Uh, do I work out frequently? Do I have the lifestyle or the history of somebody that's been athletic? Do I have a larger bone structure? Um, do I have a, a larger amount of muscle? And that is where you can assess your lifestyle, not just right now, but thinking about the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So even people that were athletes as kids likely have a lot more muscle mass than somebody that has never been athletic. Some people are just genetically they just have more muscle in general. Um, so looking at that stuff, looking at your lifestyle and then looking at your body composition, whether it is, um, you know, and, and I'm going to kind of, I guess I can kind of segue back into, you know, a couple of ways to measure it, but, um, what, what is your body fat percentage? Um, and the best way to get it done is honestly going to be a DEXA scan. But even if you don't have access to a DEXA scan, you can do a measurement uh, way, or you can actually have somebody with skinfold calipers. Um, there are a couple of other ways you can do it with like the in-bodies and stuff like that. All those things might not be necessarily 100% accurate, but you can actually track trends pretty accurately if you're controlling all the variables around them. So checking your body composition and where is it? Where do you fall on that spectrum? And I'm not going to go all into the, what is a healthy range and all that kind of stuff. Cause like I said, that's very individualized. Everybody's going to look and feel their best at a different body fat percentage. Number two, some things to look at as your blood biomarkers. So this is going to be things like your fasted blood glucose, um, your cholesterol levels, um, you know, your, your thyroid levels, your hormone levels, all of that stuff. And making sure that the blood checks out your blood pressure is another measure. Um, your resting heart rate, your HRV are some other measures measures. So your overall general health profile, like when you go to the doctor, they're like, man, you're like a clean bill of health. 
you know, like, so regardless of what you want to look like, are all those things in check? And then your inflammation markers, like pain, joint pain, all that kinds of stuff. Um, and then number three, I put on here is your fitness level. Um, because this also goes into play with your body weight. So if your body weight is hindering you from being able to run, um, not that you want to be a runner, but we should all be able to run. Uh, we should all be able to walk up a flight of stairs. We should all be able to squat to depth and pull from the ground and do all of these basic bodily needs or these basic, you know, functional fitness needs. And this is not a plug for CrossFit, but it's why I really love CrossFit's methodology at its core is that it is no, it is Greg Glassman once said that it was his goal to keep people out of the nursing home as long as possible. He wanted people to be able to squat to a toilet when they were 90 years old without assistance, you know? So that is realistically what we want to be thinking of as well as our body weight is if our body weight is hindering us, us from doing the things that we want to do in our life or living the life that we want to live, then it's important. Now, I know there are some things that we don't really want to do in life, like AKA running a mile. But if you, if you honestly want to gauge, if you're at a healthy weight, if it's your weight holding you back from doing those things, not necessarily your fitness, then you might want to lose a couple pounds. And on the other, on the other side of this, like I said, this is about body weight, but not to give you guys another plug for CrossFit here, um, is that sometimes using fitness as a way to gauge progress can be a lot easier and a lot more fun than just looking at the scale. So, and this is where Greg Glassman also had this sickness wellness continuum in which he felt that if people were working on improving their fitness, getting a faster mile time, being able to deadlift more weight, being able to back squat more weight, being able to do more pull-ups, doing all of these things that they're likely going to be seeing an improvement in all those other things. And that your body composition will likely also follow if you are continuing on by addressing um, nutritional changes as well. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Cause I, I know that sometimes not looking at fitness as just a, Oh, I have to work out to like change my body and looking at it from a fitness perspective can be kind of hard. You feel like that's more of like an athlete or a competitive thing. And it's not, it's just general fitness. Like, you know, can you run a mile? How fast can you run a mile? You know, like what is a good metric? And, and there actually is some online tests out there that you can find that kind of go over all those things. So, um, the last thing that I want to kind of talk about today, and I'm going to close on is just like setting yourself a goal weight. And, and I'm going to use this here that I have up as a, as a way to describe that is like, okay, so your goal weight is you're going to want to look at your body fat percentage and you're going to want to know about where that is. Now, if you know that your body fat percentage is going to be well over 30, then right now just working on losing weight. And that's where at that point, don't even worry about the goal. As far as the end goal, worry more about incremental changes. So like the, the first goal may be like, I'm going to get 20 pounds off and then reassess. And then as you get closer to that goal weight and you're in that last five, 10, 15 pounds, I'll talk more specifically there. But if you are on that higher end, don't focus on the end goal. You probably have a range in mind, but instead just focus on let me get 20 pounds off and then reassess. And then another 20 pounds off and then reassess. Now, vice versa, if you are closer to goal weight, you're less than 20 pounds. You are kind of in that, is it my body fat I need to really worry about? Is, is looking at, okay, where, what, what changes can you make right now? And how, how uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I'm like, well, getting a little bit of a flighty moment in a second um, <laughs> is, is 
how is your lifestyle now? And what changes are you going to make to be improving your body weight? So if you're somebody that is already working out six days a week and your, your nutrition's pretty dialed in and like, you're just trying to get like the last five pounds off and it doesn't matter what you do. It's not moving. That might be an unrealistic body weight for you. Like you might be fighting for something that's going to be very hard to sustain long-term your body weight, where you're at might be fine. And it might just be that body recomp you're looking for, where we really have to just work on changing a little bit of some things in terms of how much you're eating and really working on instead changing your body composition. And, and that might come down to changes in training. I've had this number of times where women will reach out to me and they're doing primarily a cardio-based program. And they're like, I really want to like lose this belly fat. And I look at their body and I'm like, you're not overweight. You're at a pretty healthy weight. Your body fat percentage is higher. And I don't think it's because you need to lose a bunch of body fat. I mean, you likely do need to lose some body fat, but I think it's because you just don't have any muscle. And teaching those people to build some muscle changes their body composition without changing their weight. Now, the frustrating part about that is it does take time. So you have to kind of know that you're committing to something that's not going to be a quick fix. And it is going to take time. It takes months and years and decades to build muscle. I mean, I've been training CrossFit now for 11 or 12 years. And I remember in the beginning, I'm like, I'm just not changing at all. And I don't even remember when it happened. And I was like, wow, all of a sudden I'm like seeing definition. It, it happens before you even know it. Um, but you don't notice it when you're always focusing on it. So, um, so when you're figuring out your goal body weight, it's, it's that weight that's going to, honestly, it's going to feel somewhat of a challenge to reach it, but it shouldn't be such a challenge to maintain it. That's how, you know, you're in a good range that whatever habits you're creating to get there, aren't going to be that far off from what you're going to be doing to maintain it. So if you know that what you're doing is going to be a complete 180 from uh, how you want to live your life long-term, then it's probably not going to be ideal for you. Um, So, and then looking at these biomarkers, you know, your, your RHR, all those types of things and seeing like, is your body weight in a good range for that? Um, So hopefully that answers your question without really answering your question. Cause the, the real answer is it depends. If you've got more than 20 pounds to lose, don't worry about the goal weight, worry about 20 pounds incrementally, and then assess every, every 20 pounds. If you have less than 20 pounds loose, it's honestly thinking about how much can you actually change? So if it's just little changes, like changing your training program, dialing in nutrition a little bit, it might be pretty easy for you to drop it off. If you're already doing all of those things and it's like taking every, every little thing you do, like you literally have to watch every little thing you eat then it might not be really realistic or sustainable for you. And, and that was the other reason I wanted to do this because sometimes we just have to accept the fact that it's okay to, to not actually be 5% body fat and super shredded, but that's not very sustainable. And it's so frustrating for me as a coach, because I see so many influence out there that promote that and they make it look like it's just so easy. And it's not, it's very difficult. Even for myself, I do think I am very lean. I know that, but I also live a lifestyle of an athlete. And that's not something that a lot of people do. I'm a single woman. I don't have kids. My job revolves around fitness, you know, and even though my time in the gym might be limited, my life is, is committed to being healthy and fit. And I'm okay with that. And that is not what a lot of people are, how they live their life. You know, they, they have kids that they have to take the birthday parties and all that kinds of stuff. So you have to really sometimes just be okay with being like, all right, like sustainable for me is this, and this is my life. And I'm going to accept who I am as long as all the other things are checking out. So hopefully this episode was helpful guys. And it was a little bit, a little bit talky, but I'm just not feeling the best today. Good luck to everybody with 22.3. Last week of the open is coming up and uh, yeah, that's about it guys. Happy Sunday.